Welcome to another episode of Ballistic Autistic. My name is not going to be spoken because I am, like I mentioned in my first podcast, I am keep anonymous and I don't, hopefully, hopefully I don't, you know, accidentally keep it in there by accident. Anyway, uh, I'm actually just kind of excited to do this one because um, I decided to try and do more looking into my idea of like a the uh, autistic commune for the weary lost boys souls or whatever lost boys i guess for those that uh you know have a hard time with employment you know, like the in between so all the structure and stuff like that um it actually might be possible so you know i'm looking more into that not just kind of made me super excited and um you know it just kind of got me thinking along the other lines um you know thinking more about like my autism and growing up you know i thought i'd touch on kind of like my experience, especially when autism was brand new, specifically talking about, you know, being medicated. Because it really bums me out when, you know, I can't remember which foundation. I think it's either Autism Speaks or um, I think that's like the big one that's like basically thinks they're looking for the cure for autism. And I know there are definitely, there's going to be different camps, obviously, with any niche, uh, niche subgroup. And there are different ideas of how things should function, you know, like me personally, I know if I had a cure for my autism, I would definitely go for it. I mean, I'm not sure what, how different I would personally be. Um, you know, maybe I'd be more, you know, gun ho about certain things. Maybe I'd have, maybe I'd be better organized. Maybe I'd be, you know, uh, better at housekeeping. I mean, I'm not the most tidy person. Like, thank God my wife, she doesn't love cleaning. She also kind of loves cleaning, and I try my best. Like she, I definitely does way better when she like gives me a list to do. Uh, I just like I almost feel like I don't know where anything is ever in my house. Like, she organizes everything, so it's like, oh, where I don't know where this stuff is. So it's like, hey, it's over here. So it's like I do way better with the guidance of my wife. Thank God. So, but um, like, how different would I be if there was a cure for autism? You know, and I understand, like, there's definitely parents that definitely want that for their kids, especially those, again, on the lower functioning side that, you know, that will, down the line, have a hard time finding employment, have a hard time finding a spouse, ha have a hard time just finding friends and keeping friends and not being taken advantage of and being preyed on by who knows what kind of <sighs> worldly deviance. I mean, you just, you, you never know, you know, what people are capable of until... You know, you hear it, re hear and read the story. I mean, look at what that whole Netflix series that we're not Netflix series, Netflix movie uh, cuties. Like that's just like I, I'm not even gonna touch on that. That's an episode and a rant and a half. My stance on it: they had no forethought in realizing you're abusing kids to show that abusing kids is wrong. You're taking advantage of them. I mean, you did. You had them dance like strippers you recorded it you edited it to look very sexually provocative saying that this is all about <laughs> it's all about uh you know how girls are taking advantage of a sexual life but in it's i'm also supposed to be i don't know it's 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 such a, a mess it really is that whole movie and netflix losing what was it nine no not even nine million i think like nine billion through their stocks so i mean <sighs> And then it turns out, like, they literally have, like, a pedophile guy screening the stuff, and like, pedophiles working for Netflix. I don't know. I, I have to do more research on that because it's just, like, crazy. 
how that's just turned it's Netflix upside down. One single movie. And I, when I heard about the preview and the marketing, it's like, okay, I my initial thought was, I mean, my hot take was like, oh, it's just bad marketing. It's, I mean, that was definitely, like, that poster was, n- they definitely need to apologize for the poster. Like, that was ridiculous. I like World of Dance. I watch World of Dance with my wife and there's kids, but, like, they definitely were never as skimpy or as revealing as those girls in the poster for cuties. But, I mean, at the same time, they're also still sometimes very tight-clad clothes. So, but they definitely, it seems, wait, everyone's, they definitely crossed the line. I'm definitely never going to watch anything pertaining to it. I'm going to trust everyone that's purely disgusted on it. I don't want to be, I don't want to feel uncomfortable with that. I know I didn't even talk about my previous podcast episode. People are uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Well, there are certain things we all naturally avoid, and that is stuff that involves prepubescent girls. So let's just stick with that. Let's avoid that. I think there are very strict boundaries that we know we're all majority. Okay, majority of us will be uncomfortable with, and need to call it out. And hopefully, we maintain our dignity and morality. But going back, oh man, where did I even go with this? Okay, so I started on the. Yeah, so uh, going back to. Uh, the whole idea of uh, the autistic lost boys compound, let's just call it that, because um, predominantly boys are really the ones with autism, and it probably, w- as a facility for cohabitation, it would probably work best, I would imagine, with just guys living there. There could always be another facility for girls. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I think it would require some more pondering. And I think that's a fair assessment that I'm not going to jump on a hot take on that one because I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm not trying to be chauvinist. Um, I'm not sure. I just have just realized I haven't thought of it because I've been thinking, yeah, primary guys that are autistic are guys. And I say guys like it. No, not being, I don't know where I'm going with that. But it's definitely a possibility. The issue, I mean, around it's like, hey, how do you fund this? And my main concept was because you're getting those jobs, you'll take a percentage of, you know, whatever. If they get a high salary, take a percentage of the salary, kind of like a headhunter, or just like just charge a flat rate of living in the facility and offer the services. Like, But it's like, can you work with them as like, I guess the word would be their caretaker in a sense, and also have like, Maybe not necessarily power of attorney, but what's with a will? Like a trust. Set up a trust in the sense that you have these certain parameters that you're supposed to be helping them uh, physically and financially. So physically, you're offering them uh, housing. You're offering them food. You're offering them uh, cleaning services. And then also financially, you're making sure that money is being put aside for the future. So that way, because obviously, like I mentioned, you're going to age out. Like you don't want to be 90 years old in this facility, I mean, there's when you get to a certain age, you're going to require certain services because of your age, you know, whether it's, I mean, I worked as a caregiver actually uh, for a short period of time, very rewarding job, but you, at a certain point, you need more uh, physical attention and taking care of yourself. Let's just put it that way without um, getting too detailed at this time. Um, and kind of just kind of thinking back, you know, oh yeah, I was getting on to <laughs> getting onto the idea of medications like I definitely was medicated because like, my mom didn't know what 
you know, bar- no one knew really what autism was or how to handle, especially because I was Asperger's, I was higher functioning autistic, I was vocal, I just struggled in school, I mean, I was mildly hyper, uh, but so there was like, okay, how do we, I guess my mom just went through a phase, I, I should probably ask her just how do we handle this child and their actions, and, you know, they tried medications, but I do remember, and it was a very short period of time, I think it was only a couple months I was even on medications till it was cut off because I remember the fog of being on, uh, I wish I could remember, I think it was Ritalin or stuff other that was specifically targeted for ADD, ADHD, whatever. Um, I remember the fog and I remember the suicidal thoughts and tendency. I remember just hating myself. I remember just thinking, I am such a burden. I remember what it would be like for my mom to not have me like how would her life be better if I wasn't around that's kind of what I talked about in my first episodes why it's so important for parents to have their life outside their kids autism they need to have their hobbies they need to have their social circles they need their own support they need a life outside their kids autism it's great that you're insanely supportive your child absolutely needs that but they also need a parent that is also happy, mentally balanced, and can show what a life is outside autism. At least that's my belief. And it's obviously not going to line up with everyone else. Uh, I mean, if it's unreasonable, you know, hit me up and text me or not text me. I don't have a phone number I'm putting on this. Actually, that'd be kind of amazing if I could do text message. But I do have the email which is ballisticautisticpod at gmail.com. So, I mean, if you have a story, you find this podcast, I mean, I'd be very interested in hearing your ideas and thoughts. But that beyond that, the main question is, I'm still running into, so the facility part is doable. The question is retaining. Um, the real key thing is the employment. So the wh- next thing I actually plan on, I'm probably going to be reaching out and figuring out um, – HR people and hiring people. I'm very curious in that aspect if there's a way to build that connection, um, that relationship between industry and the service that I would love to see happen. See if I can draw those connections. Uh, I want to reach out to others because I know there's definitely um, guys and gals. Let's not dis disinclude them. But generally when I say guys, I'm pretty much gender neutral in that aspect despite it being guys. Anyway, uh, it would be interesting to see, you know, what their history or what their insight and knowledge is pertaining to hiring process, their what the industry is looking for, if how interested they are in people who have autism on the spectrum being hired, what that looks like. Because, uh, I mean, just knowing that the, the one aspect of just the facility, which would be like a caregiving facility, knowing that that part's real, it just kind of makes it more real more like this isn't just a dream or a fancy that this could be a potential i I don't want to call a moneymaker because i don't know you know besides hiring people from the outside realistically you know there's really no intent to make money other than managing small aspect of it so like obviously there needs to be some sort of board because i know with caregiving facility you have some sort of board to make sure that you know it's kept on the up and up, although, like, the facility, when I did the caregiving, it was very questionable. I mean, the God, there was fleas. We had such an infestation of fleas. It was like, I would walk through the hall. I could see, down, look down on my scrubs, and I would see five fleas on my legs. It was re- 
ridiculous because the f- you know the animals in a couple actually like three tenants who had cats, one had dog, and it just they didn't have flea treatments, and so the whole facility was infested with fleas. And by the time I left, it was still infested with fleas. It sucked. I have crazy stories with that one. Uh, but going back to it, it um, just knowing that the facility is possible and knowing that there could be a potential outcome down the line, I, I wish there was a way to figure out how long it's something like this because I just know this would benefit so many people. Um, but this is real. I mean, at least kind of. So we'll figure. I'm, g- I'm going to just keep poking and prodding uh, with that. But um, but yeah, going back to my <laughs> being medicated, I keep going in loops. Um, I should really write show notes. Uh, I remember the fog, and I had only one kind of suicidal attempt. Um, I, that and I remember very very distinctly because I was just at that point where I, it, those thoughts were continually running through my head. Um, and those never really stopped, at least not until late high school. Yeah, I would say um, at, le- at least till high school. They were kind of there through middle school, but they d- 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 um, dissolved, I should say, or I would say dissolved by the time I was in high school. Because um, I was really more self-accepting of having autism by the time I was in middle school. It's like, oh, it is what it is, and I was getting the help because of the programs I was in. But going back to my... Because um, I'm like... Seven, yeah, seven-ish, eight-ish, because we're talking about second, third grade one time, figuring out what I have. Um, you know, being a seven-year-old, being suicidal, or at least not even knowing what that is at the time, but, you know, looking back, you were like, oh, you were you were suicidal. Bec- uh, again, because I had a genuine one attempt. Uh, I just remember we were going um, into the grocery store. We're crossing the street, and I'm just like, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to hurt my mom anymore. I'm obviously not a, I'm not a good kid. That's what's going in my head. I'm not a good kid. Um, I cause all these problems. I mess up. I screw up all the time. Uh, And just the constant hate. And it's not like my mom wasn't loving. You know, she'd always be loving and caring. I mean, beyond a doubt, if I had to give her a grade, (laughs) I'd give her an A minus because there's a couple things with her (laughs) uh, anger issues. (laughs) You know, she could definitely, uh, that's the ballistic side of me. Actually, both my parents uh, definitely had um very mild manner. And then just every now and then, just pop. But uh, for the most part, insanely great parents. I mean, still insanely supportive to this day. But um, I just remember going to the grocery store, walking up. We're starting to cross. And I'm just kind of behind because she's walking in front of me. She's in a rush. And I'm just, and she just kind of, you know, as we're crossing, I noticed this big truck. I, I mean, at least to me, it was a big truck. I mean, it could have been a little tiny Toyota Tacoma, but when you're like two foot nothing, uh, everything looks ginormous. And, you know, I just kind of noticed he's not really paying attention. My mom kind of let go for whatever reason, and I just kind of stopped. I was like, oh, I could end it right here. And I don't think he even noticed. I don't even think this was within, you know, within that brief time, I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait here. I'm going to let this truck run me over and I'm going to die. And so I I was ready. I remember those feelings. I look back and like they're, they're not there. They don't really have an effect on me today, uh, but I can reflect on them and look back like they were there. They were real. That's why I'm definitely not an advocate for pushing uh, or recommending parents to medications because I truly believe a lot of our 
emotional and behavioral aspects of being autistic can be helped with proper therapy and therapeutic tools and behavioral tools. But fortunately, you know, at that time, my mom just, she turned around and, and she just, I, I don't know, she really, re- I, I think she re- kind of remembers, but she was able to turn around and grab me and pull me. She, I remember her yanking me back towards her and, and getting mad. I don't really remember much after that. I do remember her being really upset. Like, I don't remember it's because of what I was doing. I don't even know if she even really truly recognized what was happening, why it was happening, what was going through my mind. I don't know if I even communicated because there was different times I would shut down. And, that, and I definitely had problems with shutting down growing up um, m- up until high school I would say I would definitely have those episodes like a lot of probably young kids growing up autistic where you just you don't know how to handle the world so you want to detach yourself from it so you just you shut down you you don't want to hear anything you don't want to react to anything you don't want to say anything you don't want to feel anything because everything at that moment that overstimulation that's what uh, when those talk about overloading that overload of emotions you don't know what to do with it so you do nothing and it's so hard to come out of that i definitely remember those episodes and i even remember the times uh, and i think there's probably some kind of test of this where you want to punish yourself because you know you're being a burden and so you hate yourself I, I would hit myself if i'm having a hard time with a book report uh, usually with oddly enough it was my writing assignments uh, or history assignments when i had to write essays and stuff that was my biggest challenge just finding the words even though eventually writing became my biggest tool and expressing myself i did a lot of writing as a kid i did a lot of poetry and and, and uh, journals i think my mom even still has some of them i uh, or she gave them to me i probably threw them around. i'm not very sentimental in general um i don't usually like i like focusing on the now but now it's almost a small regret. I try not to live with regrets, but it would be, I would say, it definitely would be interesting, but I'm not going to regret not having them. But uh, it would be interesting to see those, um, what I had written down. And I know most of it probably was just sad and pathetic. I guess maybe pathetic is a little harsh on myself, but just uh, sad and a time of remorse of my abilities because my inability to know what is going on internally obviously being diagnosed with autism really did help because by then by sixth seventh grade i I definitely came more to terms with who i was how i was and that made a big difference Uh, and then getting in that program in middle school really helped being around those that uh were all you know because it was a great because the program i was in it was a mixture of all the great so you had seventh through high schoolers so seniors and because we're kind of on that team together because we have an understanding of each other. Even though, you know, you might clash because, you know, personalities clash. That's what happens. But having that, what's your team? What's what's the other word I'm trying to think of? But anyway, just having that ability to have camaraderie, having that camaraderie, found it. The camaraderie of those that know your struggle was so vital, which is why I really love the idea of starting a facility, of having those like-minded that can build that camaraderie, build that, tribe of those that can help each other uh, that's kind of the overall main point so i don't know i i just kind of came onto this one today just kind of like oh there's some cool things going on in my mind and uh and i've been in a lot of pain today i have like dental thing going on i have to get my wisdom teeth pulled i'm not looking forward to that i'm not looking forward to the money that's gonna <laughs> cost me and uh yeah so anyway that's why i'm just trying with these little podcast episodes anyway Nothing too crazy, unexciting. Uh, 
but uh no so you know i'm gonna keep on keeping on and do my thing and so anyway if you love today's episode please share it and uh subscribe to my podcast if you didn't like it share it with a friend of me see how they like it you they'll probably wonder why hey why are you sharing this with me do you like me don't like me you'll find out anyway peace out everyone